The views and content expressed on the following program are provided solely for informational and entertainment purposes. They do not constitute legal advice. A podcast is not a substitute for retaining a competent, licensed attorney to advise you on your specific legal situation. How's it going, everybody? Welcome to the show. You are listening to the Break the Business Podcast. I'm Ryan Carella, and it is a pleasure to have you here this week. We got two guests for the price of one listeners joining us on the show this week are the CEO as well as the product and partnership manager at AudioBridge, a collaborative mobile audio recording platform. AudioBridge is currently available for free at the iOS App Store, and the company is in the middle of an equity raise on the WeFunder app. You can find out more about our guests' work by visiting www.audiobridgeapp.com and wefunder.com slash audiobridge. We are happy to welcome our guests, Matt Miller and Andrew Perusi, onto the Break the Business podcast. Hi, guys. Hey, Ryan. Thanks for having us. Yeah, man. Thank you for having us. I am, I'm so excited for this, both as a... A, a friend and a and a admirer of indie artists and both and also just as a podcasting geek so I'm interested in recording innovations in general there's a lot for me to like about this platform but I think there's a lot for listeners to like as well the musicians that listen to this program uh, especially with what's going on in the pandemic are looking for ways to leverage the power of technology to stay connected with their fellow musicians and more importantly to keep creating so I, I'd love to first ask you about uh, what drove you to want to create this product we'll start with with you matt what problems are you trying to solve with audio bridge the main problem is that audio recording software and the techniques to use that software are incredibly complex um, very non-accessible to the standard musician to run the software i mean sometimes you got to take a whole you know curriculum at a college to understand this stuff and it, it seems, you know, coming from a software background myself, it, it just seems like the problem hasn't been solved. The user experience problem hasn't been solved. It hasn't been updated for the technology that we currently have available uh, and it's way far behind. So, um, you know, we want to build a tool that any musician in the world can go on and create professional music. We like to say that we strive to be as simple as voice memos, but more powerful than Pro Tools. Wow. An ambitious goal indeed. Well, let me ask you this, sort of a philosophical question, Matt, from a programming standpoint, because I'm no stranger to how difficult these sort of these DAW platforms can be to use. So I guess the question I have from you from a broad level is why are DAW so complex and complicated and how were you able to make AudioBridge so much easier, but yet, as you claim, still more powerful than Pro Tools? Yeah, I, th I think there's a couple reasons for this. Uh, number one, uh, and, and this is you know from me and Andrew's experience talking to people at some of these companies, is that there's such big companies with software that has to be compatible forever, back to the '90s when they started, right? So, so they just keep building on top of building on top of of themselves, and it becomes incredibly complex and bloated, and you know that's just not. In our opinion, it's not good software practice. You know, I think that uh, at some point you have to cut it off and you have to kind of drive the ball forward. And I think that they these companies have too much to lose to to be innovative. And it's the trap that most companies get into in, in big industries when you're making a lot of money and you've got something that's sort of the industry standard tool. There's no real incentive to be super innovative and really drive the ball forward. And software changes so quickly. So to be in that mindset and also be in the software space. Software is like outpacing everything 
yet you're kind of stuck in the mud. And before you know it, that that gap has widened so much. And I think we're in a space right now where nobody's filled that gap and, and kind of updated everything and gotten into the modern age. And it certainly sounds like that creates the potential for companies like you who are the new kids on the block to come out with something that's nimble and efficient and gets the job done without a lot of that bloat. That's a pretty exciting prospect. Let's bring Andrew into this. Andrew, you're coming at this from the musician perspective. You're a bass player, and I know you bring a lot of your musician background into the work you do at Audio Bridge. So I wonder what... What about what does the musician and you think about the platform's focus on mobile? Why is it so important for this platform to basically have the mobile phone as your uh, d- disbursement or uh, you know your mechanism of choice to release this platform as opposed to putting it on a PC? What does that mean to you as a musician? Um, it means a, f- a few different things. I think, especially as a touring musician, it means I can create without having to take a whole big rig with me out on the road i can literally put the phone in front of my bass amp and record a bass line and i love the way it sounds and so or i could be lying in my bunk on the bus or on a plane and get get my ideas out and know that i have them all safely stored on my phone and um or i should say also in the cloud (laughs) is is the main thing and then uh another reason why i love it is because it is accessible right now it is free and the cost is so low i mean i the i know pro tools is expensive i know logic can you know hurt if you're having a rough month as a musician so why not turn to something where you can have that functionality of being able to create uh right in your hand with the with the product that you constantly have with you and so i think that it leads me as a musician to create more because i have it accessible i'm not having to pull out my phone or pull out my computer plug in an interface uh make sure that the dial is correct you know i can just set it hit one button and and i'm off and going now from a musician's perspective andrew does Audio, I mean, I'm trying to figure out where AudioBridge fits within like a musician's or, you know, one of our indie artist listeners, for example, where mm-hmm. it fits into their total recording strategy is, is a simple phone interface DAW like AudioBridge, is that a substitute for the sort of standard recording studios that most musicians are, are acquainted with? So is it, is it a full replacement or is it a supplement? Is it something where you just lay down some informal tracks before you get into the studio? Or are you guys trying to be a complete solution? I'd say my answer is yes to, <laughs> <laughs> to what you're asking because we have people sending us full-on recorded songs that they are putting drums down bass every everything and they're releasing it a guy sent me his spotify you know hey these are the songs i've recorded on audio bridge and he felt that they were good enough as an independent musician to release um and you know we are there are software there is software out there that it can do ai mastering and so you create an audio bridge export right out master it sounds professional and if you like the tone why not go for it you know you you're you're you you are putting your songs out to the world but the uh, the reason also why i say yes is because it is saving you money and time in the studio 
you have your ideas already out. And so if you want to go to a big studio and record, you already have your ideas. You, you, already, you can have your producer on the track with you, giving you pointers before you even get into the studio to say, oh man, I don't think that lyric is good enough. You have that time to work out that you're not spending you know, X amount per hour for studio time. You already have that worked out. So that to me is really appealing, especially for the indie artist that doesn't have a massive advance coming your way to say, yeah, man, get in the studio for, you know, <laughs> four months. With, without a doubt. And I'm always hearing more and more stories about indie artists recording an entire album on GarageBand. We had a guest on our podcast a couple years ago, Tim Kubart, who was the Grammy Award winner for Best Children's Album. And it was a children's album that he recorded with a very simple recording interface in his in the living room of his New York City studio apartment. So it's really cool to see how the playing field is level. And Matt, I'd say it's really cool to see how we can use recording technology to collaborate now more than ever. And that's becoming more critical uh, in light of the pandemic where it's hard for us to physically get together to record. So the extent to which technology can help fill that gap is an exciting prospect. But I would also say that, you know, I know that I know that AudioBridge isn't the only player in the space of creating collaborative audio recording platforms. I'm hearing a lot of companies starting to do this. They're, they're seeing the same problem that you're trying to solve. So I'm curious, Matt, what, how do you feel that AudioBridge differs from, a, from some of the other collaborative audio recording solutions that are out there? Yeah, it's a good question. You know, our main competitors, the way that we've seen, the way that they've approached this problem is that we always say that it, it appears that they're building a social media platform with the recording tool as the afterthought, mm. whereas we're recording, we're a recording tool with like a, a networking platform within it. I think it's a really important distinction because it takes a lot of care and thought to not fall into the same traps that something like, you know, Pro Tools or Logic or even GarageBand has gotten away from their original vision, I think, of simplicity, even though it still is you know, more simple than most. It, there's so many um, times when we could have gone a different direction and gotten more complex or added another feature or added another thing. And it just it could have gotten out of hand. And it seems that even though we have competitors in the space that are thinking similar to us, they're doing way too much on the recording tool. And it's almost like an afterthought. It's like, oh yeah, we'll just throw that feature in without putting the care and thought into the tool itself. So, you know, I mean, a simple answer is user experience is the difference. Mm -hmm. And that's everything to us. I mean, and I, I challenge anybody when people talk about our competitors, I go, just go download them and try them and try ours. Like I'm confident enough in the way, the care and thought that we've put into our user experience and that we continue to put into it. Um, which actually drives a lot of what our long-term vision is too, when it comes to um, some of the more complex technology that's going to be happening um, behind the scenes, making it simpler for the user up front. Um, we have, you know, some machine learning and AI that we've started to build into the process to automate some of these things, uh, which is why, you know, we've embraced the constraints. We haven't tried to overdo it and clutter it, um, which I think really sets us apart. It's a simple thing, but it's such an important thing that nobody's focusing on. Our guest is suggesting that you try it out, and you can because the platform is currently available for free on the iOS App Store. So uh, our guests have made it very easy for you to audition this software and see if you want to add it to your recording arsenal. Let me, let me bring it back to Andrew here because 
as I see more and more of these platforms coming about, and I'm seeing that technology is finding a way to make the recording process more efficient, more collaborative, and thank goodness, cheaper and more effective. I, I wonder, you know, if you could sort of, you know, take out your crystal ball and put on your futurist hat here. Where do you? What does the future of recording look like for you as a musician? Where do you think we're going to be in twenty years? And is there something about it that excites you as a musician? Oh man, um, <laughs> this I, I see not just because I am with Audio Bridge, but uh, I see it being that your phone, you're going to be able to create just as good of recording as if you were in a major studio. And this is coming from a guy that is like Studer two inch tape. <laughs> let me record on that. You know, like let, I want to see all of the, you know, I want to hear the warmth, but we're going to get there on the phone. And it, oh, it breaks my heart a little bit, but it also makes me excited because this is something that everybody's going to have access to. And um, so I think in 20 years, that's crazy. I haven't, I haven't, <laughs> I haven't <laughs> thought about 20 years, but I think that, yeah, there's, there's, um, I, I don't see, I would be extremely shocked if I can't just think of a baseline in 20 years and have it be recorded. <laughs> to be well, when you see about these AI innovations where, you know, computer programs are writing songs and things like that, I don't think what you're describing is that far away from where we might be. I can tell you that as an entertainment lawyer who works on the artist side, and so I'm, I'm always trying to find things to help empower musicians and empower my clients, I get really excited by the fact that we're making recording more efficient less expensive and more effective because to me, you know, as you, you can, you know, you'll find from just like researching me and break the business and things like that, you'll know that I'm very skeptical of the record label model. We'll call it that skeptical or, you know, uh, un unbridled hatred might be another way to, to refer to <laughs> it. But I, I'm, I'm concerned about the stranglehold that labels have on artists. And I think one way to reduce that stranglehold is to take the power of their dollars out of it. If recording Absolutely. doesn't require a ridiculous amount of money to create a great album anymore, it empowers the creators. And more importantly, it gets rid of that record label middleman between the creators and the artists who love their mu and the fans who love their music. And so I'm so rooting for platforms like you to just get to take hold in this market and to create those solutions for musicians. And in that regard, Matt, let me ask you. What are the next steps for Audio Bridge right now? Because you're, you know, you're still starting out a little bit. You, you got this equity raise on WeFunder. Uh, what, what do the next couple of years look like for you guys? Yeah, we've um, thankfully been surrounded by a lot of amazing people, gone through a couple of accelerator programs. And, and to sort of address your point, I mean, we spent the last year and a half in Nashville in an accelerator program and came out of that going, we don't want to work with the industry. We want yeah. to work with like, the people and the artists and the musicians. <laughs> so we're very artist-focused, artist-centric um, application. We feel like the working with the industry is just going to grind our innovation to a halt, you know? So, they tend so that's, to do that, that's where yeah. our, our head is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, the next couple of years are going to be very exciting, you know, um, just not only from a technological standpoint, I mean, we're on the cusp of some pretty big releases with the AI and, and, and machine learning. We call it the audio brain, um, which is, you know, I always hesitate to bring it up because the buzzword these days, but I think um, the things that we're going to be seeing and that I've seen people building 
once they start getting integrated into recording platforms like ours, it's going to be a whole new world, a whole new experience for people. And it's going to be, it's going to give people a lot more power and it's going to be easier for them to create. I mean, I, I want to stress that the way we look at this is, yeah, there's AI that creates music, um, which is not what we're into. Um, you know, we don't want to templatize the process and I don't think there's any replacement for creativity but there's a way that this automation and this software can actually hold your hand and guide you through the process. If you're, you know, a young musician who doesn't know how to use this software, essentially an audio engineer in your pocket that you can just talk to, you know? <laughs> so, so there's that. And I think the other challenge, you know, that we're being pretty upfront about is, you know, as we're a product and we're working on building our business, uh, what does that business look like and how do we build the business in a way um, that doesn't take advantage of the artist, right? Cause we got to make money as a business in order to survive uh, and I think most people understand that, um, but there's also, you know, ways that people have done it, which is not taking into account maybe the limited budget that artists have. So we're trying to get creative and innovate on business model and build a business that can make money, but also continue to, you know, fight for creativity and musicians around the world. Well, it certainly sounds like the two of your hearts are in the right place, and I'm excited to see where this goes. You can find out more about our guest's work by visiting www.audiobridgeapp.com. And if you want to throw an investment their way, you can go to wefunder.com slash audiobridge. This has been awesome. I love any conversation that involves artists getting empowered and the usage of technology to help make that empowerment happen. Yes. Before we let you gentlemen go, I'd like to get each of you to answer our final question that we ask all the guests on the program. We'll let the CEO go first here. Matt, do you have any last tips to share with the indie artist listeners out there to help them move their careers forward? Yeah, you know, I spent, just as a precursor to this, I spent almost a decade in LA as an artist myself. Andrew and I met in the scene down there. I was a session guitarist, but also an artist. And I went through a really hard time at the end of my time in LA when I was realizing that's not happening the way I want it to happen. But now I'm over here creating this amazing tool based on my experience as a musician. So the one thing I would say to, to our indie artist is don't get too stuck in what your vision of success looks like in the business, because, you know, I think a lot of people get stuck in like, I'm going to be this number one artist, which some of you may, and that's awesome and go for it. You know what I mean? Don't let me discourage that, but understand that the music industry, the entertainment industry, you're surrounding yourself with incredibly creative people. And if you're open to the paths that might be around you that you originally weren't planning on, there are some amazing things that can happen. And it, it took me a while to come to that conclusion, but I'm happier than ever and feel like I'm doing better work than I've ever done now that I'm maybe not an artist. Maybe my, my calling was for something like this rather than being an artist. And so uh, just be open to the universe and, and let it guide you, but be creative and continue to like uh, push forward with music creation. Ooh, that's inspiring. I love it. Uh, Andrew, same question. That was, yeah, that was inspiring. I have to agree. I, I would, uh, yeah, I, I, I would say don't forget the reason why you started creating in the first place because, um, you know, there are going to be fans that love your music. There are going to be fans, maybe they're not fans, that hate your music. But if you get back to why that magic happened in the first place, then I think that that's going to be, you're going to release authentic stuff. And, um, you know, I, I, I have a very good friend who got signed to a very big label. He had an awful year signed to the label and now he's releasing music that he wants to release. And 
it has been so empowering to see him like he's like a whole different person and to see the fans that he had continue to you know support him even more in this time because they feel like it's tangible rather than like a golden calf for lack of a better term but you know I, I think that it is um he's just got back to why he started making music in the first place and so i think that that if you can continue to remind yourself put it on a sticky note <laughs> and maybe have multiple streams of income because lord knows right now we need it as musicians <laughs> right while well, both of our guests bringing it matt miller and andrew peruzzi from audio bridge joining us this week again you can find out more about their work by visiting audiobridgeapp.com and wefunder.com slash audiobridge gentlemen thank you so much for joining us this week yeah, this is great. Thank you so much. Yeah, thanks, Ryan. And thank you all for listening to the Break the Business podcast. Mm-hmm.